Silhouette Zero, Episode 1. Six months after the Battle of Yavin, the galaxy is in turmoil as the Empire and the Rebel Alliance fight the Galactic Civil War. Yet on the edge of the Empire, a billion sentients fight to make a living, including one young Chadra fan on the distant world of Terminus. Alright, hello, welcome to Silhouette Zero, Episode 1. I am your GM, Chris Ng, and this is our player, Matt. Hi. And uh, we are going to play some Edge of the Empire. You ready? Yep. Okay, so we're going to start off by rolling four force die to establish our... Um, destiny pool. Destiny pool, yeah. Four light side, three dark side. Your character is uh, Con Click Kachak. Yes. Uh, describe him for me. Um, he is a Chadra fan, um, also known as the... Uh, the short, squeaky, bat-looking thing in the uh, the most icy Katina. Um, they are from the planet. Uh, I believe the planet's also Chadra fan. Um, it's, it's Chad, actually. Oh, is it just Chad? Oh, right, right, right. They're from the planet Chad, and uh, it's a planet mostly of water and trees. Uh, they tried building cities, and a very great storm came and wiped out most of the cities so they moved to the trees um the chadra fan are a very trustworthy sort of alien to the point where when they were actually being uh taken off world to be slaves they just viewed it as a new great adventure khan is a ace hotshot um and he is wearing a well-worn uh red flight suit um, and he's carrying around a almost too large for him uh, duffel bag. Um, and he looks like a bat, like all Chadra fan. <laughs> yeah, uh, for clarity, the Chadra fan in the most isolated cantina is the short guy who wanders up to the, the edge of the bar and has to grab the cup with both hands because it's just that big. Now, we should also mention that a Chadra fan is a Silhouette Zero character, which is what the podcast is named after. In uh, Edge of the Empire, Silhouette Zero is a size classification, and basically most human-sized people are Silhouette One. Any person that is a meter or shorter is considered Silhouette Zero. We open up the scene in the interior of a Star Speeder 1000 shuttlecraft. You are sitting at the edge of the uh, the left side edge of the second row. You left Malastare a few days ago, and you've been sitting in tedious hyperspace on your way to the Terminus system. The Terminus system is at the juncture of two very important uh, hyperspace lanes. One is the Karelian Spine. The other is the Hydean Way. It's also important because it's considered a last stop point off the edge of the galaxy. And ships from beyond the galaxy actually appear here and do business. So there are many aliens, spacecraft, and uh, cultures that most of the galaxy is just completely unfamiliar with. And most people are a little bit afraid to interact with them because, you know, going beyond the rim and beyond the galaxy is a very dangerous prospect. You've been sitting next to... A human male smuggler uh, who you met at the spaceport in Malastare. And his name is Crud Vaporator. <laughs> uh, and wow. he has convinced you to come with him to Terminus because he's got a job opportunity for a pilot like you. 
And since you had nothing else going on, you decided just to go with it. We cut to the scene, and Crud has been talking almost nonstop through the hyperspace flight. Even though you're almost at the Terminus system, he's still going on about the job. And he says to you, yeah, this is going to be real great. I mean, you're going to make so many credits in such a short amount of time, you'll ever wonder why you were ever a pod racer to begin with. You've been talking about this job a lot, but you haven't actually told me what the job is. Yeah, yeah, don't don't worry about it. Listen, you are just... You you just need to be you, man. You get it? Like, you just need to be a pilot and be the famous pilot that you are. And that's that's all we're going to need out of you. I'll do all the talking, okay? I'm, I'm quite the talker. Right. So you pop out of hyperspace and the Star Tours vessel um, begins its docking sequence at a space station called Hadrian Station. You uh, land in the commercial landing zone. A few aliens and other sentients get off. You and Crud both disembark. You notice that he's not carrying anything other than his blaster and his smuggler's vest. And uh, starts moseying along. All right. I don't want to waste any time. You want to stow your stuff somewhere or what? Well, I thought we were going to a ship. No, no, no. We we, we got to have a meeting first. We got we to gotta meet with somebody. So uh, we're, we're going to do that. Well, yeah. Come on. We just got off of a ship. We don't need to go into a meeting right away. Let me just give me like five minutes, right? So what do you think you're going to do? Uh, Probably look for... uh. I don't know, some sort of hotel or something. Just somewhere to stash. Or maybe, well, I mean, we're, we're kind of, we're basically at a, a spaceport. I'm sure there's security lockers, right? Yes. Uh, you find some security lockers. It's five credits if you want to use it. Uh, I don't have any credits. So I'm actually just going to show up uh, to the meeting with the duffel bag. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you... Get into the nearest turbo lift. Um, as as I enter it, um, I'm wearing the the duffel bag, you know, strapped around my shoulders, so it's like kind of like a golf bag behind me, and uh-huh. it, it clips both sides of the door as I try to walk in, and I have to stop <laughs> and like straighten it back up and, and do like that awkward side shuffle just to walk in with the duffel bag. Uh, okay, so you struggle your way into the turbo lift, and you notice that there are. Three main levels to this space station uh, that are accessible from the turbo lift controls. He reaches over and hits level three. The door is shut. And you rise up. Until you get to the entertainment level of the station. Here there's all sorts of different entertainment. Uh, The largest, most busiest place seems to be a uh, spacer bar. That is called End of the Line. Um, named so because it's the end of the galaxy and the end of both the Hydean Way and Karelian Spine trade routes. It's also a bit of an eye roller of a name because A, there's 30 bars in the system named End of the Line. <laughs> and there's pretty much a, at least one bar named End of the Line at the end of every single hyperspace line. <laughs> and it's boisterous, it's loud, it seems to be pretty crowded. And uh, Crud makes his way up to the front next to the Gamorrean bouncer, exchanges a few words. Uh, the Gamorrean 
being a Gamorrean, seems unimpressed, and you two walk in. Um, as I walk in, uh, the duffel bag clips the Gamorrean in the shin. Uh, he, he does his little squeaky <laughs> noise and uh, shoves you. Hey, same to you, buddy. Hey, man. Hey, 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 easy, guys. Okay, I don't need you to get pasted like three steps into the bar, all right? I need you for this job. Well, he should watch where he's going. You sure you don't want me to carry that? I mean, it, it wouldn't be a big deal. No one touches my tools. All right, man. Question for you. Is he wearing his helmet? Uh, no. I would say no. So it's probably in the duffel. Yeah. Okay, cool. Crud pushes through the busiest part of the front section of the bar where there are two two protocol droids serving drinks and pushes into the back rooms. There are a couple of humans waiting at a table. Um, they both look smuggler-ish. Uh, you can roll perception if you like. Against two. Alrighty, first roll. Uh, let me take a look here and see. Uh, two success. Alright, so the first thing you notice is that they are armed. Not unusual in the Outer Rim, but they uh, are carrying disruptor pistols. Oh. Hey guys, what's, what's going on? Uh, and both of them roll their eyes. Hey, hey crud. This the guy. Yeah, man, yeah, this is the guy. I told you I'd get one, okay? Yeah, this is going to be perfect, right? Yeah, yeah? Hey, hey, when's that meeting happening? Is that happening now? Yeah, yeah, just just sit down already, okay? Come on. So he sits down. He motions for you to sit down next to him at the small table. Um, I go to the bar real quick and grab one of the stools, and I drag it over to the table, and I put my bag on top of that as I sit next to the, next <laughs> to him. You're, you're really attached to that bag, huh? What's it to you? Yeah. Hey, hey, not not trying to start a fight. Just just kind of curious. That's all. Crud reaches into his vest and produces a pamphlet indicating a bunch of pod racers. And there's an old promotional picture of you on one of them. <laughs> hey, uh, look, I don't know a whole lot about pod racing. So, uh, like, it looked like you were kind of famous. Well, why'd you quit? Bit of trouble on Malice there. Besides, big universe out there. Can't waste my entire life just going around the same circle of it, right? Yeah, man, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Um, and he uh, reaches into his pocket, seems to be uh, in the middle of ingesting some sort of spice to keep him going. Yeah, you ever need some of this stuff when you were uh, pot racing? What? No, why would I? I don't know, man, it just seems like that stuff's insane. Not really, I mean, just... Don't hit anything else and go faster than the others. It's not that hard. So while you two are chatting about pod racing, the chair across the table scoots back. But in the shot, you don't see anyone there except for two ears poking up over the edge. <laughs> uh, there's a small amount of indignant shuffling. A little bit of, oh, eh, can't believe this is ridiculous. And uh, up pops a cream furred colored drawl. Wearing a Karelian style long coat that has been specially tailored for the shorter stature of the drawl. Now, uh, as a side note for the listener, drawl are, um, again, a silhouette zero character. They're about a meter tall. They look like space hamsters, basically. And they're from Karelia. 
So, uh, the drawl looks at you, looks at Crud. All right, I suppose we're all here for the meeting then? Yeah, yeah, the meeting, that's what we're here for. Uh, this is my compatriot, uh, uh Clippity-Clop. It's Conkachuk. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. If you have trouble with that, you can call me Click. Everyone else seems to. She gives you an appraising eye, the drawl, and uh, looks back to Crud. Well, are you sure he has the skill needed? Whoa, whoa, whoa. The skill. Of course I have the skill. You didn't tell me you are going to take me halfway across the galaxy to be questioned by this furball about my ability to fly. Uh, and her right eyebrow raises indignantly. Excuse me? What? Hey, hey, let's all calm down, weird little creatures. <laughs> uh, from, like, from away from the table, you can see people look, and they see these two small, like, diminutive aliens just kind of, like, sitting up slightly higher in their chairs they yeah, can't they're like posturing yeah they can't stand up out of it like you know a person would to like fight or like get offended because then they'd have to clamor back into it so they're just kind of like sitting up taller to like sort of uh uh, uh front a little bit yeah and roll me another uh perception check at two uh two advantages uh, two quick advantages you notice is that she is indeed armed with a blaster pistol on one side and a drawl flash stick on the other. The drawl flash stick is a uh, non-lethal melee weapon that emits a blast of light and causes stun damage. It's a self-defense weapon. Um, Click just starts laughing. You have a flash stick? How many other drawl do you come into contact with? She turns her attention fully onto Crud. If this is the sort of business we're here to partake in, I'm not sure I'm interested anymore. Well, uh, you know, we don't worry about him, okay? He'll he'll do what he's got to do. We just... Well, the important thing is... is uh, and uh, Cred keeps looking over his shoulder at one of the other humans who is glaring at him very angrily. We just want to make sure that you're on the up and up on your end, you know? Like, do you really have that stuff? The draw looks a little bit uncomfortable. And why is this suddenly about whether I'm telling the truth or not? Because if you don't have the stuff, then we don't really have a deal, do we? Come on, we talked about this. We need proof. At the same moment the draw reaches into her coat, there is a scream from the front of the bar, followed by the sound of blaster fire. Your sensitive nose picks up the stench of burning Gamorian. Bar patrons flee left and right. Some dive behind cover. The two humans behind you immediately go for the disruptors. Crud pulls out a blaster pistol, as does the draw. Um, I'm going to also pull out my blaster. The two humans immediately look up toward the doorway, which is behind the draw but in front of you, and you see several Trandoshans charging their way through the crowd. They trample over anyone in their way, and they blast anyone who dares to draw a weapon. Well, 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 look who it is. Crud Evaporator. Hey, man, you want to make a problem out of this? Oh no, there's not going to be much of a problem anymore once we t- kill you and all of your uh, idiotic friends. The humans behind you immediately raise their disruptors. The uh, Tranoshans raise their blasters and they immediately start shooting at each other. Um, I'm going to take this moment and put my gun away, hop off the table and grab the duffel bag, 
And since I took one of the uh, the, the the chairs from the bar, um, I'm going to say it's one of those uh, bar stools that can spin. And <laughs> immediately use like spin around in a quick circle and use the momentum to start, you know, to get a running start. And I'm going to grab the draw's hand as I do this. What are you doing? Hey, do you want to stay there? The blaster fire and the shrubs fire intensifies. She yanks against you in an attempt to pull you in a different direction from the doorway where the Trandoshans are coming from. Um, I trip because I'm carrying a giant duffel bag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Exit. Blasters. Disruptors. Trandoshan. Leaving. Any of these? Exit however way you want. She reaches into her coat and pulls out a comlink. Tazi, I'm going to need some light disruption, if you will. And with that, there's a crackle and blasting <laughs> sound from the corner of the room. Uh, roll me a perception. Two, please. Uh, no, but two advantages. You don't see where the source of this blast came from, but you do notice that uh, there are telltale arcs of electricity rippling through the power systems in that section from an ion blast <laughs> and that's causing most of the lights in the area if not to shut off then to uh begin to flicker uncontrollably blaster fire and disruptor file fire continue between the two opposing sides uh one of the humans is down as is one of the trandoshans they have now kicked over the table uh crud is clinging behind the table not fighting <laughs> uh, but just trying to take cover. She turns and starts running to the side where there's a marking in Orabesh that says trash. Um, I start running after her. So she pushes a couple of buttons on the side and the trash chute opens up <laughs> and she vaults herself into the opening. Um, I throw my double bag in first <laughs> and then go in after it. The chute is a short ride, and you find yourself in a small uh, trash receiving area. Your ultra-sensitive Chadrafan knows, because Chadrafan have ultra-sensitive uh, or heightened senses. Yeah. Can pick up years and years worth of refuse residue immediately. <coughs> this is better than doors? Doors don't smell at you. I didn't ask you to come along. I don't know where you're, where you're going. All I know is that you're supposed to be the job. Uh, she scoots herself forward, and this is the first time you notice that all the trash in this trash receptacle has been cleared out. Either it was recently jettisoned, or maybe this is some kind of preset escape route. She starts crawling forward until she reaches an end to the chute where she... Uh, kicks open another panel and climbs out. Um, I'm a little shorter than her, so I'm gonna, uh, just go ahead and do, like, a little slide motion, um, slide across the, the chute, um, dragging the duffel bag behind me. Okay, and as you tumble out and crash onto the floor, you see her blaster pistol in your face. Hey, 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 hey! Can you explain to me why... Why it is that my business meeting is suddenly under ambush by the Trandoshans? Uh, they hate that bar? 
They think that it's a cliched name. She shoves the blaster barrel right against your snout. I'm not laughing, Chadrafan. Look, I don't know. I just got picked up by that guy, said that I would be perfect for a job. I needed to get away, so I went with him. So you have no idea what's going on. All I know is that there are Trandoshan, guys with disruptor pistols. I mean, come on. I know we're really far under the radar out here, but how do you even get one of those? You don't really know anything, do you? Hey, I don't know a lot about what's going on, but I know stuff. She shakes her head, rolls her eyes, and holsters her blaster pistol. Well, good luck. And she starts to walk away down the hallway. It's a maintenance tunnel. Um, I Since I landed and I'm like sitting on the ground, I sort of scramble to my feet and hoist the bag over my shoulder and I, and I start like trotting after. Whoa, 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 wait up. Hey, I told you, the job was with you. If there's no job, there's nothing. What do you mean nothing? If there's no job, I'm stuck and terminus. Well, maybe you should have researched your employer a little better before you started hopping your way to the edge of the galaxy. So suddenly you don't need a pilot? Is that what I'm hearing? Trandoshans changed the situation? While the two of you are walking down the maintenance tunnel, another maintenance hatch opens up and two glowing eyes float there in the darkness. Wow, they weren't kidding. You guys really do get everywhere. Two dark hands emerge from the side and out crawls a Jawa. This Jawa is not like any Jawa you've ever seen, even though you've seen a lot of them on Tatooine during uh, your pod racing career. Instead of the dark brown rough spun cloak, this Jawa is wearing a metallic lavender cloak made of a much lighter, silkier material. This lavender is patterned with a spiral galaxy made in gold thread. Across her shoulders is a brass-colored bandolier that carries all of her tools. Um, And she speaks. She says, Boss, are you okay? And when she does speak, she does not speak in Jawaese, but a line of lights flicker across in the darkness of her hood, much the same way that 3PO has that line of lights across uh, his face. And she speaks in a translated vocabulator sound. There seems to be some sort of device attached to her face, which translates for her as she speaks. Uh, I thought you were a Jawa. Now I'm not sure what you are. I'm fine, Tazi. Just fine. Thank you for the assistance. Yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. Hey, you're the one that I uh, that blasted the lights, didn't you? Uh, she tilts her head curiously. Yeah, that was me. So you are a Jawa, because that was, well, I've seen that Ion Bolt before. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Jawa. Definitely a Jawa. Like the other characters, a Jawa is a Silhouette Zero character. <laughs> yes. The pattern forms. The drawl turns to you. Look, if it's all the same to you, I'd rather we discontinue our conversation. I have a lot of problems to solve, and you're not going to be able to solve any of them. Uh, the Jawa... Uh, the Jawa leans in and interrupts, though. But he said he's a pilot. Are you a pilot? Yes. I am Khan Click Kachak. Come on. You've heard of me. He does that, like, sort of pose where he's, like, 
uh, you know, arms slightly up to the sides in like a semi shrug, uh, head tilted, you know, like nodding, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's really me. <laughs> um, hmm, I think there, let me look. I think there's actually a mechanic in fly casual for notoriety checks. Oh man. <laughs> if there is, this is the time to use it. Well, considering I have, I've done absolutely nothing so far, uh, in terms of gameplay, I don't think I get to start with any. Well, it's it's your backstory, though, so we're going to use a modified version of it here. Okay. Uh, well, since you're, you're attempting it... Oh, I don't know. Well, okay. I guess then the, the logical role then would be for Tazi to roll a knowledge check to see if she knows who you are. I guess that would be knowledge outer rim. I think so. That's three green, and that's going to be two purple for an average check. We'll roll it. Three successes. Oh, the pod racer. Hey, I've flown other things besides pods, okay? Really? Like what? Well, I'm Chandra Fan. I've flown all sorts of things. I mean, I've flown shuttles. Uh, when you say shuttles, the drawl goes, huh. Boss, this is not the time to be picky. We need a pilot. He's a pilot. I don't trust him, Tazi. He is an Look, I'm the best pilot you're going to find within the next five minutes. I guarantee it. That's a click guarantee. And is that supposed to mean something to me? It means, let me help you at least try... If you're not happy with it, the next station we go to that's not full of people that I just ran away from and I'm probably pissed off, and Tranoshan who think I work with a guy that I don't like, then by all means, leave me there. I'll go save someone else. But come on, give me a shot. She looks at Tazi. Come on, it'll be fine. I mean, look, he's like one of us. Fine, I'm going to leave this to you, Tazi. He better be able to prove himself. Don't worry. I'm sure he'll work out. Fine. Meet me at the ship once you've got the next step completed. So, it's now go on the rest of the job? It doesn't seem like it. Right now, our main concern is going to be getting off this station. And you know why we can't do that yet, don't you? Oh. Yeah, right. They both nod, and the drawl makes her way down... Another down the maintenance shaft a little bit more and takes another access hatch. Tazi turns to you. Well, I got you a chance at least. That's good. Thanks. So, Jawa, huh? What is that? Vocoder? Custom job? Can I see it? Huh? Oh, no. No, no, no. You can't see it. She steps back several steps. <laughs> um, side note, um, Chandra fan are really good at um, fiddling with things um, they're known to sort of hodgepodge their own devices when they don't have one handy that can do it um, but a combination of their just general um, I guess uh, blissful ignorance about and, and trusting nature um, and their love of technology they kind of end up just fiddling with things without asking people um, and so they're kind of viewed as pests on, uh, on occasion um, but just wanted to throw that out there. 
Okay, and roll me a xenology on average, please. Oof. Okay. Um. Nope. nope. <laughs> Fail and the threat. So you continue to press your way forward because you really want to touch that vocabulator. And she keeps swatting at you. This is really rude. Jawas can't be seen without their hoods in public. Stop. I don't want to see you without the hood. I just want to see the vocoder. Yeah, but it's attached to my face. Go away. Look, your eyes are attached to your face. Your vocoder is not. It's just, look, it's not a vocoder. It's a vocabulator translation droid. Wait, that's a droid? Well, it's a class five droid, but yeah, it, it takes what I'm saying and translates it into basic. Let me see it. No! <laughs> so you reach forward, she grabs both of your wrists, and a blast of electricity shocks through you, because oh, she is perfect. wearing shock gloves. <laughs> Gah! No touching! Ugh. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, old habits. I'd ask if you know what I meant, but I'm not sure if that's culturally insensitive. Uh, we'll roll her xenology to see if she knows anything about Chad Ruffin. One, two, three. <laughs> One, two. So three green, two purple. Yeah. I know, I know. It's fine. It's annoying, but it's fine. So uh, Tazi is well aware of the cultural differences at play here. Uh, so um, she said that we couldn't leave because there was more of a job to do. Um, as a pilot... I'm kind of wondering what the problem is. I'll explain it all later, but we gotta meet up with Jinko first. Oh, Jinko. Another person- another member of your crew. Yeah. Uh, come on, follow me. Please tell me it's not another ice queen of a drawl. Oh, the captain's not so bad. Bad? She- she yelled at me for trying to save her from Trandoshans and dudes with disruptors. Well, the captain's a little bit independent. Ah. One of those. I mean, one of those. That's a great quality. That's why I like traveling with her. Well, where's Jinko? So she leads you through the maintenance uh, tube some more. You climb a couple ladders and you pop yourself out onto a different deck. So as I said, the bars entertainment is level three. You are now on level two, which is uh, full of shops. And uh, as you walk down the concourse of the shops, there is, again, more sounds of blaster fire. A lot of panicked individuals running back and forth, rushing towards docking bays. Several of the shops have shut down their blast shields entirely. And from around the corner comes the sound of fluttering wings. And you see a Toydarian floating above you. He has yellow-greenish skin and is wearing a, a vest and has a pair of silver headphones resting around his neck. He is has a pair of holdout blasters strapped to his hips, although they are mismatched. They're two different models. And there's also a combat knife at, with a small of what would be his back. Tazi, are you alright? Um, but but before before you can say anything, um Khan waves him away as they as he like tries to grab uh Tazi's like wrist and drag her along with him. I can assure you, we're not interested. What? Uh, and he pulls out both pulled out <laughs> blasters. Tazi, get back! Whoa! Talking about aggressive sales tactics, jeez! Is this how Terminus is? What? No, this is Jinko! Jinko, calm down! 
Who is this? I'm Khan Klikachak. I'm your new pilot. Uh, he squints suspiciously over to Tazi. We're trying him out. <laughs> I like how he he keeps getting the, like the wind like taken out of his sails <laughs> every time he tries to be like all brazen about something and more confident. Someone else is like, "It's a temp. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trial run. It's a probationary." Fine. And he holsters both blasters. We've got other problems at hand anyway. Follow me. Hey, look, I'm sorry. I, But you have to see it from my point of view. We're in a market district. You're a Toydarian. I mean, you know, Tazi, help me out here. You're a little culturally insensitive. Um, I'm a racer. <laughs> I pretty much only hung around with other pod racers, uh, mechanics, and scummy people that wanted to take advantage of us. In the meantime, Jinko doesn't seem to be paying any attention at all, and he <laughs> is floating you toward a empty sales stall. All right, this should be safe enough for now. What's going on around here? It seems that Thask and his folk are tired of sharing the station. They are attempting some sort of complete coup. Well, it's not even a coup, is it? They're just trying to kick the other group off the station entirely. Uh, go ahead and roll me an underworld check. Average. Uh, two success and two advantages. Perfect. So you you take a moment to think about all of the people that you've come in contact, all those scummy people that have taken advantage of you. And it occurs to you that if those two guys had disruptor pistols, they're either very rich and well-connected, or they are probably working for the Ten Loss Corporation. Uh, Ten Loss Corporation, if you don't know, is a legitimate corporation that is the front to a criminal empire. And one of the things they do is construct and sell disruptors. Most of the disruptor models across the galaxy are Ten Loss. So gotcha. it occurs to you that Crud and whoever those people are must be connected to the Ten Loss Corporation. Wait, someone's trying to push Ten Loss out of a place? Do they know what they do? It's not as clear as all of that, is it? Well, not really. I've only just landed here. Thask and his Trandoshan friends work for a hut. Ah. Okay. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, shadow games among shadow games. They have shared this... They have shared criminal control of the Hadrian Station for a long time, but it seems that Flask has finally had enough. He has taken over a large shipment of blaster rifles and is pushing his way uh, in an attempt to gain control of the center. The station is owned by Tenloth, so all of the station security staff are under their payroll and will be supporting Crud and his individual friends, which is problematic for us. Why? Are you with the Huts? He looks extremely angry at that, and Tazi cuts him before he can reply. No, no, it's just that it might be harder to get off the station, that's all. Ah, right. A lot of fighting. I get it. Don't worry. You get me to to your ship, I'll glide us right out. Smooth sailing, no one will notice. Come on, I know how to fly casual. <laughs> he does not know, does he? No, this has been a very rapid job interview. No what? Is now the time that we talk about the things? Because I'm pretty ready to talk about the things. Our ship doesn't have a navi computer. That's fine. I mean, 
it just takes some math and some calculations, but, I mean, you can plot courses without it. It's just not easy, and it's not useful if you need to leave. No, you can't plot a course without a navigator. Are you crazy? Oh, I... No, yeah, you, you totally can. I've I've heard of people doing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sure that you can do that, Chandrathan. I'm sure you can, but I would... The captain would like to have a proper navicomputer for this ship to work. The only problem is that we can't really get our hands on a navicomputer, so we're gonna go try to get the next best thing. An astromech. Wait, why can't you get your hands on a navicomputer? Aren't we at, like, a giant central shipping point? It can't cost that much. Uh, they kinda do. Right, so astromechs. Yeah, don't worry, though. All we gotta do is go over to the shop with the Astromex and buy it. The boss already gave us... Uh, the captain already gave us the money. Well, good. Well, wait. I mean, if you couldn't afford a nav computer, how much did she give you? Uh, I don't remember. Jinko, how much? Uh, well, you know, it was, um... Um... Jinko? <laughs> oh, duh. Oh, no, you lost it. You <laughs> lost, you gambled with the captain's money? I did not lose it. I tripled it. And then I lost it. <laughs> you and I, I both know that we are in a very tiny situation. It's going to take a lot of credits to get us out of And we both know that I am the only one willing to take those kinds of risks to get the higher amount of credits. Guys, guys, what? What? Now is not a time for us to be drawing attention to, you know, not to put it mildly, but we're quite the scene out here. Two Gamorians run down the hallway as you say that, and then two disruptor bolts fly through and vaporize their heads into ash. <laughs> you are right. It is dangerous to stay out here. However, most of the fighting will stay in the maintenance tunnels. Neither side wants to see businesses destroyed. We should still be able to get to the droid shop. And what? Ask them for a, to borrow it? Maybe say that they should donate it for the good of, I don't know, the Empire? What, what's your plan? Well, you know, Taz, you have credits, don't you? Well, I have some. They're mine. For me. <laughs> we could probably negotiate the owner down to that where it needs to be. Look, I'm sure, I'm sure your friend here will pay you back, right? That's not his real plan. He's just gonna try to steal it. What? That's Jinko's solution to everything. Let's just steal it. Nope, we can't <laughs> just walk over and spend credits and buy something like a legal person. Nope, let's just take it. It's going to work this time. To be fair, you don't want to spend your credits though, do you? I only have a hundred. We can't buy an astromech for a hundred credits. Well, how about we go over there, see what they have, and see if, you know, maybe we can, uh, steal something. <laughs> Whether we buy or steal, we must go to the droid shop now. Wait, wait, crazy thought here. How about we go up to your captain and just ask for no, more credits. that is not an option. <laughs> Wait, why not? Just say you got mugged she or something. She will kill me. 
Oh, come on. I mean, she's a little cold she probably and rude. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's... What sort of... All right, all right. What sort of captain am I signing up okay, with? Okay, look, let's just, let's just go to the shop and work our way from there. So you exit the empty selling stall and you make your way down the concourse to a shop called Prins Protocols and Parts. <laughs> and there is a Gotal standing in the doorway. Uh, roll me a Xenology check on to please... Okay. Uh, wash. Total wash. Gotal are um, human-sized. They look sort of goat-like. Uh, and again, these are, this is another alien from the most eyes of the cantina they have two cones on their head uh they look kind of like horns that come up from the center of their head and again they look kind of goat like they're sort of furry beside the goatal are two large security droids um i i nudge jingo real quick hey how about you take one of those <laughs> hello welcome to prince parts and protocols right how can I help you today? Um, we need an astromech. I'm sorry. All of my astromechs have already been sold. What? You don't have a single astromech. Those things are like, everyone has an extra one. Look, <laughs> did you check the back? He gestures behind him. Uh, maybe you didn't read the sign. It says Prins, Protocols, and Parts. Mostly I deal with protocol droids. Yeah, but come on. The, there's no such thing as like a shopkeep that doesn't have a spare astromech in the back. Everyone does. I had six astromechs. Five were bought by Thrask earlier today. This last one here, and he points at one in the corner, is on hold for a customer that already paid for it. On hold? Yes. The customer will be back later to pick it up. What? No, the... Come on. Uh, shoot. Um, maybe you'd be interested in uh, selling it to us at a higher price? Hmm, I suppose I could let it go for a higher price, considering that this station has turned into a war zone, and I will probably need more credits to repair my shop. Um, Jacob, we don't have more credits. We were going to negotiate him down. Come on, how much is it? Uh, hold on, sorry. I don't have the price for Astromix in front of me. I need the rule book. Check it. It's surprisingly expensive, if I recall correctly. Yeah, it's very expensive. At least in the thousand credit range. Should be 8250, right? Yes. So normally it's 8,250 credits. I suppose I could let it go for 10,000 credits. Um, Ten luck. Thousand. I don't know if you know who I am, but... Uh, I think I know my way around an astromech droid, and that one does not look like it would be even worth its base price. Um, can I look at it? Sure, if you like. So, describe this astromech for us. Uh, is this the one that I think it is? It is indeed. Okay, wonderful. So, it is a, uh, C1 unit. Um, one of the, um, old... Um, astromech models, not like your fancy, shiny, like R2 or even R5 units. Um, and these are the one, this is the one that is like Chopper in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, thank you. I have not seen that. I will take your word for it. Um, but he is a C1 astromech. 
and he is a shiny white chassis with um red accent and uh head panel thing um and it looks like that not that he's been really well taken care of but that he's been given a nice sort of cleanup job um so that despite his antique status among droids uh he looks very sleek and shiny and um, there is a restraining bolt on the front of the droid, and it has been shut down. A restraining bolt on an astromech? What was he doing? Turning your lights on and off? That's none of your concern. Well, I'm trying to buy this. It's kind of my concern. Okay, roll a perception against two purple and one red. Woof. Hey, I got a success and three threats. The Gotal says to you, it's just easier for us to keep track of them when they have a restraining bolt. So Gotal speak in a monotone voice, but your tiny little hypersensitive Chadrafan ears can still detect the deception within it. Come on. You guys, these guys are trying to sell us some sort of broken droid. Um, Not sure what's wrong with it. My guess, if you were to ask my opinion, is that it can't stop and that it's always moving forward. Hence the need to slap a uh, restraining ball on it and shut it down. But this is clearly not an established establishment. This is just some sort of junk heap where people go to get ripped off. I take great offense to that. Well, then what's... And I am very angry. Well, then what's wrong with it? Don't give me any of this carp. I don't actually need you to buy this droid. Someone already bought it. If you want it, pay the high price or get out of my store. And he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a controller unit. Both security droids turn to face you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a bit aggressive, don't you think? Just a little talking. I'm a Chadra fan. I get a little worked up. I don't know if you know that. Free lesson for you. Tazi steps forward and grabs you by the shoulders. I think we're going to look around and maybe uh, see if anyone else has any astromechs. I can tell you right now that they do not. Why all the need for astromechs suddenly? You don't get to hear an answer because Tazi and Jinko just pull you away out, <laughs> outside and you step around the corner. What was that? What was what? Is that your version of negotiation? <laughs> that is the worst version of negotiation I have ever seen. That droid was garbage. That droid was already paid for. There's something terribly wrong with that droid. Why? What makes you think there's something wrong with the droid? When's the last time you saw an astromech with a restraining bolt? The Jawa stares at you. Sorry. Um, why would you put a restraining bolt on an astromech? I would put a restraining bolt on any droid. You don't want them <laughs> running off. That's the point of restraining bolts. That's why they make them. Well, he was lying to me. I know he was. That may be so, but it does not matter. We don't have 10,000 credits. We don't even have 8,000 credits. And even if he was selling it for 5,000 credits, I couldn't offer him 6,000 credits because we have 100 credits! <laughs> don't yell at all right, me! Then, That's your Alright then, Master. How about you negotiate them down to 100 credits, and then we can go on our way. I'm going to negotiate them down to zero credits. No, no, we really? can't. We cannot do this. No, 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 no. I want to see this. He's been flying over my shoulder this entire five minutes that I've known him. I want to see what he can do. He's not going to negotiate. He's going to try to steal it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I get that. No, I do. But 
so far, all I know about him is that he's a know-it-all that lost some mysteriously large number of credits, but is too scared to go back and ask for more to do the thing that we all need. So no, I want to see him try to negotiate this down to zero, if you'll humor me. This is not going to go well. This is not going to go well. It will go fine. This is going to be hilarious. I wish I could record this. You're going to help me, of course. Yeah, fine. I don't know why I care so much. Is there anything I can do to help, or should I just uh, hang back out here? Well, we're going to have to try to get some more information about the about the station if we're going to make it an attempt here. Come on, follow me. Uh, he flies off, and the two of you follow, scampering behind with your tiny little legs. And my giant duffel bag. And your giant duffel bag. <laughs> the firefight has slowed down on this level of the concourse. There does not seem to be any more um, ongoing fighting, although the concourse is very, very empty. Again, many shops have shut their blast doors entirely, although a few are still brave enough to continue on. Um, if you listen carefully enough with your Chadrafan ears, you do still hear fighting going on within the maintenance shafts as... Uh, Jinko and Tazi mentioned previously. Jinko makes his way over to a station computer. Keep an eye out over my shoulder. I'm going to slice in. Yeah, yeah, sure. Fill your, uh, wings, I guess. So he leans over to the computer, and he's going to attempt to slice in. This is an average check. He has two yellows in computers, so here we go. Oh, <laughs> a failure. <laughs> Oh, oops. Jinko. I'm sorry. I don't mean to step in your limelight, but uh, can I give that a shot? You think we can do better? Better than flashing lights and potential triggering of stuff? I think I can. Be my guest then, hotshot. And he fly- floats back. Um, So I put my, my bag on the ground and I step on top of it <laughs> to use it as a stool. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. <sighs> and he, like, he rolls his shoulders real quick. Let me show you how we get it done in the circuit. <laughs> uh, a failure and two advantages, though. <laughs> oh, very impressive. <laughs> Look, I think I understand it this time. Move over. Uh, so he's going to move over. You got two advantages, so we'll give him a blue. He was okay. he was peeking over your shoulder watching how you attempted to get in <laughs> and got a new idea from him. <laughs> A failure and three advantages. Um, I would like to keep those advantages and apply it to not triggering anything. So one advantage will be spent to not trigger any alarms for failing three times to get into the computer. And <laughs> Yeah, I don't want it to, like, seize up. Okay, wait, this stupid computer, I can't play poodle. Uh, he starts cutting, cussing at Hatties. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Come on. One more shot. Will you both move over? And Tazi <laughs> shoves over. She has a yellow and two greens. She'll get a blue because of the advantages, two, the two remaining advantages. <laughs> Four advantages, uh, but... And nothing else. And nothing else. Okay, so again, nothing, no system-wide alert is showing up, but you guys cannot get into this thing. <laughs> two of the advantages will be spent to mask all of your failures. And two will be spent for this piece of information. 
I don't think the computers are a good way to go. There seems to be a lot of computer activity going on. Like, there's a whole bunch of slicers doing things to the systems all across the station. Well, if they're trying to throw... If one shadow corporation is trying to throw out another shadow corporation, I'm sure that the uh, maintenance tunnels aren't the only underground fighting happening. Yes, good point. Well, there is a much more direct way to deal with this. We will simply wait for the owner to go to sleep. We will break him through the front door, and we will take the droid. Um, great idea, Jinko. Um, just a quick note. They're giant blast doors when they close. I can get around it. Trust me. Uh, he turns to Tazi when he hears trust me. Waiting for her for reaction. Well, he's not the worst thief in the galaxy. Wait, wait. He can't crack into a computer, but he can uh, open blast doors. Now, you, he must be a very specialized kind of thief. You know what? I'm getting tired of him. Do we have to keep him on? We still need a pilot. <laughs> I'll fly the ship. Um, I'm guessing if that was a option that you wouldn't be looking for someone about half a galaxy okay, away. Look, look, it, uh, all right, that's one option. We could just break through the front door. Maybe, I don't know. Roll me an education check against two. Uh, nope, complete wash. Absolutely nothing. Right, we'll have Tazi do the same thing. And she has a yellow, two green against two purple. Two advantages. Okay. Okay, look. There's gotta be a way that he gets his shipments, right? He probably doesn't receive his shipments through the front door. So maybe there's another way in. How long have you been on this station? Not very long. Hmm. Okay, I have an idea. Maybe we'll just ask around. If we'll find someone who knows the station better, and then maybe they can give us more information. Well, I mean, but look, it's not like there's a bunch of different ways that the shop's only so big. Can't we just, like, rummage around? I mean, go through a maintenance tunnel here and there? See if there's another tunnel? I'm not going through any of those maintenance tunnels while the fighting's going on. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Alright, fine. But let me do the talking. I have no intention of doing that at all. <laughs> the Edge of the Empire role-playing game is copyright Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. Silhouette Zero is a production of the Ing Brothers, We'd love to hear from you, so contact us at SilZeroPodcast at gmail.com. That's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. Or on Twitter at SilZeroChris. You can hear more episodes at SilZero.wordpress.com. All songs are performed by Tazi, and all sound effects are made by our mouths. If you don't believe us, then you're just a stuck-up, scruffy-looking nerf herder.